podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to another Copyright Podcast. I don't know if you're going to hear me or not, but we're, we're cracking on anyway. Um, we're going to have a little chat about the upcoming friendlies. Uh, two 60-minute games on Thursday against... Uh, Bologna, we've got one on Sunday against uh, Bilbao at Anfield and then Osasuna on Monday so that'll be something we're looking forward to, I'm Mick Moran, joined by Jay Pearson with, in his little Robbie Fowler shrine, how are you doing Jay? Not bad mate, there's a reason why there's a shrine though isn't there, so let's just let's just throw that out there Well we'll, we'll come to that at the end, we'll let you um, take the last 10 minutes for that one, so uh, we'll leave that till the end, but uh, we're joined again by Ross Chanley, which is it's been a while, Ross. How, how are we doing? It's been, have you had a little uh, brief hiatus? No, not, not at all. I wish I had. I've had a hiatus from this. I don't know what else. And I got three text <laughs> messages last day and, and everyone's scraping the barrel for a guest. So um, thanks, thanks for having me. You are, oh, look. He's, Mick's just had enough wow. already. Is he it, joking, he's, Mick? You're joking. He's just, he's just gone. Yeah, I've had enough. I've had enough. But no, mate, it is, it's, uh, it's good to have you back because... You know, it's, it's been one of them. We've not seen you for a while and you've been dead busy with Red Men and stuff. So, uh, mate, honestly, first of all, um, I know I've said this to you privately, um, you know, look into that, anybody else where you want, but, mate, congratulations on the Hendo documentary and the book and everything. It's just been, the the uh, the feedback for it's been phenomenal, hasn't it? Yeah, uh, incredible, especially the, the um, documentary stuff. You know, episode one's free, free to watch on YouTube, shameless plug. Um <laughs> But yeah, the amount of time that it's taken, you know, you, I know you've seen it, the amount of time it took to put together to record the people that are involved in it and um, people that gave up their time, you know, especially for fan-driven content, you know, to get Gerard Klopp, Trent, Kenny Dalglish, you know, like those those people, Peter Moore was in it, you know, uh, you, you kind of doing something with it at the minute. Um, and again, the artists, like the, the books here, like the, the book's amazing. Um, like Yoni Weisberg, I know you know quite well, did some of the artwork, um, some Abigail Rudkin, Lee from Moving Unit, Carl Tyre. Um, just the people that have been involved in it. it's been absolutely amazing so we the, the book went on pre-sale on Friday and we've just like just sold loads been blown away by how many people have bought it so so yeah something that we're, we're very proud of yeah and you should be mate because in terms of like taking it to that next level um, it, it has it's blown away a lot of people hasn't it because you know Redmen have been doing some fantastic con- content for over a decade and, you know it sort of sets the standard and stuff but that is just on another level now in terms of what what the lads did it's just it's incredible yeah, the um, I've always had a, a bit of a not a, not a sticky issue, but I think people a lot of people's perception when you say fan TV, I think as soon as someone hears that, they go, oh, "It's just loads of people screaming to a camera, just just spouting shit." And you know, as we well know, there's some incredible, including yourselves, some amazing content creators, not just for Liverpool, but you know, across the board, and even you know, some of our fan TV stuff isn't that. You know, some of it's just chat, it's just the stuff that goes viral that the, the, the people see. So, um, to get feedback from the likes of um you know other content creators who, who have seen it as well not just liverpool ones that have gone oh my god this this is this is amazing um well done you know it's um we've raised the bar for everybody but we've also done it for ourselves so that's the direction that i think we kind of want to take it and start doing more more documentaries feature lengths we've got a couple on the, on the website already i think we did um a rise and fall of brendan rogers we did a five years of Jurgen klopp we did the atletico one which 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 ben obviously did which is you know it, it's slightly different so you know there's people that have certain um, things that they want from from fan driven content. Some people like podcasts. Some people like videos. Some people like transfer news. Some people like pre match. Some people like post match. And some people like documentaries. So you know, we've got something for everybody there. 
Yeah, I think Mick might be uh, might be joining us again in a second. Is um, it? Should we got... stop slagging him off? We'll stop slagging him off now, yeah. We will yeah. We'll stop slagging can't, him off. Can't, um, can't stand that, Mick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, definitely, mate. The, uh, if anybody hasn't watched the Hendo documentary yet, please, please get over to the Redmen TV and subscribe to it because it's absolutely amazing. It really is, and a nice tribute to endo and then like ross said uh buy that book just because you can use it as a bloody paperweight as well it's that bloody heavy you can smack people over the head with it it's great um but yeah so ross uh, on the show now since the last time we went, we have a two minute bottle question and chris kelly on twitter has asked mm. pick a goalkeeper and a back four of liverpool players who've never played in those positions and your reasons why so um first of all i'm assuming mick told you about this beforehand <laughs> yeah he did yeah um so, did you manage yeah, to pick yeah. anybody? Well, I went James Milner in goal, just because. Oh, great! I think he, was, he, was, he was stuck with James Milner in goal. He, he, I think, he, I think he'd do it. I mean, he'd, he'd be willing to do it. I'm not sure whether he'd be any good. Is it is a different story? But he's willing to put his body on the line. He'd, he'd use any part of his body to stop the ball from going in, um, and he'd be fit every game. So you got that. Um, I've gone for Peter Crouch. It's it's centre back, just because. Why not? Just just because because height. Um, I've also gone. He's paired with Luis Suarez. Um, <laughs> a, a, because he can probably score from inside his own half. He might be susceptible to giving away penalties uh, and free kicks, but I think he's got that gnarl and and drive that you want. Um, and then we fall back because I've gone for Mane and left because why wouldn't you? Just, why would you? Pace. It, it, yeah, because it, I think I think they'd be similar to Trent and Robbo. You know, they've got that pace. They bomb up and down the wing. They've got a good delivery of the ball. You might take it away from you from your forward play, but I reckon that's a that's a solid back back five. I reckon. Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. I think um, Chris Brack has come in as well, and he said goalkeeper Milner. So I think he's in agreement with you there, mate. Right back oh, yeah. Mane, left back Salah, and centre back of Gerard and Alonso. Yeah, again, you, you wouldn't argue with those two either, would you? Um, you know, Alonso would be my my your ball playing centre back. Gerard would be your, your tackle if you're going to divvy up the the. Um, yeah. The jobs, if you like, you know, I know Gerard can do it all, but I think I, I did that. I did that with Crouch and Suarez, um, not as yeah. good as Alonso and Gerard, I think. But yeah, good job. But listen, you've you've got the height there with uh, with, with Crouch, haven't you? So um, I think that's a that's a decent shout, mate. Decent shout. Um, but we'll move on. So Ross, what's yours? Oh well, Mick only sent it me like two minutes before the pod, so I'll just like I just yeah. Oh, okay, we'll skip. Well, I'll have a think while we're, while we're chatting. Okay. Um, Eleven days till Norwich, man. What are we gonna do? Yeah. Are you, are you excited? Um, and yeah. Mick's finally back. There he is. Oh, oh, he's on, oh, he's, it's back on he's the phone his, now. So his phone now. Turn your phone landscape, Mick. Come on. Fucking amateur hour. Not working. Everybody in the comments now you're like, what the fuck? I can't yeah. hear him. See? It's not working. <laughs> Mate, right. Well, we've just done um, the back the back five of positions. So, for the people that are still watching, and we really appreciate it, by the way. Uh, what's that? What's your back five? Because uh, Ross has just gone uh, with his with Miller in goal, uh, Manny and Salah at fullback, and Crouchy and Suarez at centre half, which I think is fucking. It's got a bit of bite to it. But so yeah, love it. Nice. Oh, okay. Go on, what's yours? I've gone for a million goals. Well, you know, fucking hell. I, I, did, I, wasn't, I wasn't watching, honest. Um, Sorry, Chris Brack. I have got... I've gone for Dirk Howard right back, you know. Bit of energy. Bit of um, up and down the wing. Uh, left back, I've gone for Studge. Just because he's a left footer. And I think he'd be a little 
tricky addition on the left, get down up and down the wing, and then I think I've probably done a s- similar way to, to what you've done. I've gone crouching Benteke at centre-half. <laughs> absolutely shocking a play now from the back, and we wouldn't fucking win a thing, but in both boxes, from corners, we'd be, we'd be boss. So that was me thinking behind that one. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Well, before you before you jump back in, mate, when you uh, when you restarted the uh, the mouse on the wheel inside your laptop, um, I just said to Ross, it's eleven days till Norwich, and uh, Ross, I'll come back to the question. Eleven days. It doesn't seem two minutes since I'm watching Allison banging a header against West Brom. It doesn't seem since the final day of the season already. We're you know eleven days away from the start of the new season. What the fuck? Ah, oh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready and ready to go, Jay. I'm fine. I've, I've not. I think I, I think I've had a week off. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a week off. Yeah. But also, I kind of had time off when the Euros was on because I wasn't that invested in it. Um, right. And I'm also I'm also getting really excited about being back in the stadium and having fans back in football as as we know it being back in the past twelve to eighteen months has just been terrible because you can't be in there. You don't get the same atmosphere. We're starting to get glimpses of you know preseason friendlies where there's fans in stadiums. That's making a difference. I think we saw it, you know, the back end of the Euros. You know, there's some mm. stadiums, I think was it Hungary and Denmark, which are either full or near full. You know, it has you can see it has a direct effect on on the players, the way that they play. And you know, and and you consuming it at home, I think, is, is incredible. But you know, the fact that, you know, it's it's gonna be you'll never walk alone. Like again, like it it, it makes me pair stand up in my arms listening to it on the TV, but being back inside the stadium, uh, you know, and hearing that or you know, the, the pre match chat and you, your daily routine of going back in there. Like I'm ready for it to see those yeah. lads that you know suffered so much last season, but you know we couldn't really do anything to help them. I'm not sure we we could have helped them, but we weren't in the stadium to cheer them on. Say everything's going to be okay. We're getting that back. We're getting all those lads back. We're getting the, the team back. Do all those centre backs that were just lying on the floor and midfielders that went to defence and then lied on the floor because they got injured as well. We've got lots lots to be happy about, to be honest. Yeah, no, absolutely spot on there, mate. And Mick, in terms of. Uh, uh, your thoughts on it? I mean, going into pre—I mean, pre-season is is always—it's it, a case of getting minutes in the legs, isn't it, and all that sort of stuff. And um, we've only won one game in pre-season, which a lot of people are losing the fucking minds over. But don't you know? You got—we got battered three 0 by Napoli the year we won the league, so you've just not got to think about that, have you? You know, coming up this week, uh, we've got two—well, two friendlies again. You know, two sixty-minute friendlies in a, in a day against Bologna. Um, again, another couple of good runouts. Is any—is anyone particular? You're interested to to see, or in terms of a formation, uh, what you'd like to see, or do you just think just get some minutes in the legs and fuck it, not asked about the result? Yeah, I think it's just get minutes in the legs. I think obviously the two sixty minute games. That's I imagine that's going to be two different teams, but Gosh. Uh, the likes of Van Dyke. Obviously, you got what did they got twenty minutes of the did it last week? Was it? So you imagine like you'll get a little bit more this time. Hopefully, going towards the half an hour, forty minute mark for for them, which would be nice. Uh, same for Gomez, uh, Matic obviously the same. The more minutes he can play, the better. Same for Naby Keita, who's obviously we talked about on the last podcast about being very sharp. And people were like, "Ooh, don't be saying that about Naby Keita. You, you can't, um, you can't judge him yet until he um, he gets fucking he breaks down and you have to go and pick him up and whatever from wherever he breaks down." But yeah, there's a load of players there that we're looking forward to. But we just need to yeah get get minutes in the legs. Obviously, there's Thiago's back in training now. Right. Shaq's back in there as well. Uh, so there's a lot of players there that maybe could get some minutes and yeah, more the better come when we've only 11 days till Norwich. Yeah, true. Ross, how are you feeling about the way pre-season's gone so far? Um, I'm quite content, I think. I don't 
I don't really pay attention to the results, which is always the way when you don't win them. It's ah, fitness in it, <laughs> fitness and tactics are just, just working on. And then when you win them, you, you're, you're going to win everything. Um, but I think I think you have to take small nuggets of, of certain things, like Mick said there, of, you know, what are you looking for? And there's certain players that I'm expecting things from. So I think Kate is one of them. You know, he played an hour in, in the last game, which, you know, it sounds soft, but it's, it's quite a lot for him. And, he, you know, as far as we were aware, he's ready for the next game. John Matic's had a good, a good little run. Canate has been, been been pretty exciting. Harvey Elliott, depending on whether he'll play in this new role or not, I think you know it's been fairly decent. But it's also quite difficult when you you know you're chopping and changing. I know it was two half an hour games, which was hard to get anything from. There's a load of lads that you're probably not that asked about because they're all they're all kids and they probably won't have any effect on the first team going into the next season. But you know, even people like Simicast, like I don't know, I don't know what to expect of him because I don't, we haven't seen anything from him. But then I see little glimpses of. Okay, you know he wins the ball high up in the in the in the opposition area, drives into the box, picks up money. That's really good. But he gives away the free kick for the first goal. Do you know what I mean? So it's just just like just kind of weighing people up. But you know they are there for fitness. They are there for well, obviously and tactical reasons as well. You know there's a lot of times last season for reasons that we all we all know they never had time to work on anything because they had players that were in a different position. They were playing three times a week. It was just a case of just fucking get through this period of games and we'll, we'll see where we're at. But it's no shock that we had not turned in form once we started. You know, once Phillips and, and Williams were up to speed on what they were, what they were doing and Thiago was back in the midfield with midfielders around him and he's back in his position, that we started winning games, that that will happen. I'm, I'm, as the other people in there that have had a massive rest, Bobby's one, I think I think he'll be good again this season. You know, a lot of people might not agree with me on that, but I think he's he's needed a huge rest mentally and physically. Um, I know he's been away with Brazil, but I don't think he played most of the games because I think... It was they were changing between. I think it was him and um, Nobed from from Everton. Forgot his name. Forgot we had. Um, but you know he's 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 not Richarlison. That's the one. But he wasn't playing all the time. Same with you know Fabinho wasn't playing loads of games. Allison wasn't playing every game because he was swapping with with um, Edison. So and Fabinho with Fred. So you know these players have have needed a rest and a holiday. More importantly, I think Robertson said it. You know the boss gave him some extra time off. Got to spend it with his family. Like imagine how shit they were feeling between January and. What April, like we all were, I've just turned up to work and gone, Oh my god, this is a slog. Just just get the season done. They've done it and the last season's behind us now, just forget about it. Yeah, I mean that's a re- really important thing, isn't it? We we can't really dwell on, on last season too much. And we know that the, we didn't defend our title and it was it was crap and we were barely I mean, I still don't know how we finished third. I really don't. I tweeted that earlier, I just I, that still baffles me. But mate, that that's the thing, just delete that out because there's too many anomalies last season, wasn't there? Yeah, I think he, like you said, we we finished really well. That those last ten games, we were we were boss, and the fact that we were producing those type of performances with the defense we had, like Reese Williams and Nat Phillips, like you couldn't have ever predicted that. And the fact that they did that that well, and we managed to slip into third somehow, will be one we'll look back on in a couple of years and go, how the fuck did we manage that with with that with that centre half partnership? It's just it was yeah. amazing, to be honest, not sure. Yeah. And so. Yeah, we. Just, I mean, we've got the the big fellas coming back now, so there's a there's a lot to look look positively on because um, I mean it's going to be a, like a refresh type thing this this year. Like we need to get like in a way get last year out the way in terms of get it out the system. But like I said, we we didn't play that badly for the for the, for the last part of it, so it's going to be a refresh, but a, not a major overhaul because obviously we're going to get the likes of Van Dyke back, Gomez back, Matic back, Hendo hopefully. Comes back and gets his contract sorted out, and then there's Mane five weeks rest, Salah seven weeks rest. A lot of these players that 
haven't had that rest for a long time. So all that coming together and it's with, with fans in the stadium as well. It's like, it is like the perfect storm in a way. So it that's is. How, that's how positively I'm looking on it anyway. <laughs> but it's good though, isn't it? Because, you know, Ross, you, you mentioned before about um, fans being back in at Anfield and, the great thing about that is there's there's two friendlies uh, next week, isn't there? Well, I say there's, there's one on Sunday, one on Monday, that and they're going to be at Anfield where we're going to have majority of fans back in the stadium, which again is fantastic for a number of reasons. One, because fans are going to get back inside the ground. A lot more fans uh, I've seen that I've managed to get a ticket for them have never been in the game before, which is fantastic. They're getting that that experience as well because obviously we all know how hard it is to get to get tickets these days for a lot of fans as well. Um, you know, people are taking the, the, the loved ones for the first time as well. And it's, it's going to be great because if you manage to get tickets for both games, you're going to fucking see two two sides really, aren't you? Which is great. So you're going to see a lot of your heroes. Yeah. And I think um, I think it was Neil Atkinson I saw on, on the rap was made a really good point of the fact that it's going to be someone's first time back for, for quite a while. So there'll be people that haven't, you know, obviously haven't been for 12 to 18 months that, that want to go back. But then that, that routine of just be like, you know, the people that you see or you sit next to and, you, and you'll know this, if, you know, you have the same group of people that are kind of around you. But then you see mm-hmm. like kind of random people that haven't been for ages. So when they hear, you'll never walk alone. When they see the lads that they've not been able to watch for 18 months because football was was taken away from them, they're going to be so, you know, pumped, I suppose. So I hate to hear that word. But excited to to see to see those lads that you're kind of talking about. And again, it's, you know, we haven't seen, not only have we not seen the plays, but, you know, Van Dyke's back. Like, you know, you're going to appreciate these plays. I hope, well, I hope the people going to the stadium will appreciate them a whole lot more, you know, than, than, than some people are. Certain small small people on the internet will, will, will do in the sense of like these players are amazing. They're so good at what, at what they do, and they, they they brought us glory before. Go out there, appreciate them, and the same for the players as well. You know, we, we've spoken to journalists before that have said like, "Oh, you get to go to the game still. What's it like?" And like, rubbish. It's like it's it's, it's yeah. you know it's just a, a friendly in a, a, a training game in a, in a massive stadium. The players must feel the same, and they they've not known any different. From they when they were what three four five years old, so, you know we we might be crowds of just parents at that stage, but as you build up, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger for them to play football, high intensity, high level football in front of no one. It's not the same job, is it? So you know, there's people and there's certain players in our team that thrive off you know backing in a roar and you know a James Milner tackle putting someone on the arse and the, the crowds roaring and you back up again. It all plays into it, so it's good. and it's going to be quite emotional to be fair as well. You know, I mentioned yeah. you can never walk alone for some reason. That's a goosebumps, but it always. It always gets me. It's like, there's always someone caught an onion to an ear and have a walk alone. I have no idea why. But I think for the same people and for the players as well, I think it'll be an emotional um, time for them. Yeah, it will indeed. And Mick, it's, it's, it's becoming a regular thing now where we're getting friendlies uh, at Anfield just before uh, the season kicks off. But is there anybody sort of like who stood out for you, Mick, in pre-season? Uh, there's a few. Uh, obviously, Naby Kate is one of them. But Oh, he went there. He went there. <laughs> Harvey Elliott's done done really well, hasn't he? Um, he's, he's came back into the squad and he, he's been playing games in midfield and maybe surprised a few people playing that position. People maybe expect them to be on the right of a right of a three and maybe where Salah plays coming off the bench mm. from Salah towards the end. But he's been playing that three on the on the right of a three and I think he's done well. He's, he gets forward the ball. He's got an eye for a pass. He's not scared to try things and I think that's what we need in that midfield position because we've been crying out for creativity in there for a long time and obviously Thiago coming in has kind of helped that a lot because he plays those threaded balls through that if it works you're one-on-one and you're going to score and he provides that on a daily basis um I thought we I thought we were going to go for Thiago Cam then mate because you mentioned him and you started complimenting him but I thought no I won't do it this time <laughs> I think I deleted that you know delete that logo Did you? Oh, fair, yeah, fair enough fine, fine, <laughs> 
I'll find it again. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, he, he is that good. Harvey Elliott, and he, can, and he can be. I mean, he's only 18. He's, so there's, there's a lot of pr- pressure on his shoulders, but I don't think it phases him. I think that's the big thing about him. He, he, he'll try stuff. Even if he knows there's a 70% chance it won't come off, he'll try it anyway, just because if it does come off, we're on goal and we score. And I think it's that type of courage that we need in, in a midfield role. Especially yeah. relying on those fullbacks for so long. Um, having someone in midfield who can do that job and be creative in it and work hard and, and, and fight for the fight for the cause and have, have that red spawn Liverpool in his blood and, and whatever else, he'll, he'll, that grit and determination, he's, he's got, he ticks a lot of boxes for me. So I, I am happy that it does look like that he's going to stick around because I think he can he can do really well for us even if it's just like short 20 minute cameos towards the end of a game where we need a goal or we need to keep the ball or whatever I think yeah. he, can, he can be a really good asset for us this summer this year um, Ross in terms of assets um, you know Mick's got a fantastic asset um, Chris Brack has put in the comments uh, fingers crossed we get to see another new player in the Anfield games now I just want to get your stance on on this at the minute. There's a there's a big divide at the minute um, regarding transfers, and people are pissed off the fact that they've not had a certain player coming, or you know, this, it's it's we're in August and other teams seem to be doing business when actually we're the only one that you know, apart from obviously Manchester United, but City haven't signed anybody yet, Chelsea haven't signed anybody yet, we've signed Canate. Um, obviously, there's certain things that are happening with City I mean, that we think might will more likely go through anyway. But Ross, are you what side of, of the defence are you on? Are you more of like I'm I'm worried because we've not had these reinforcements yet, or do you think I don't I don't get worried until the last day of the transfer window? Yeah, you judge the transfer window when it's closed for me. Um I don't I don't see the point in, in stressing yourself out over, over over nothing to me. But I also I understand the fears of other people spending money. I don't think it's the fears of, of who people are buying. I think it was I think it's the fact that people are spending money. Last season was like, well, there's COVID, there's no fans, what's kind of going on? There's an understanding of not being able to spend money. And probably the same case would have been said for the season. I don't think there'd be a lot of kickoffs or people concerned if, like you said, Man United never spent £90 million on Sancho or, you know, what was it, 30 or 40 for for Rafa Varane at the same time. Going, there's all, there's all like evidence now. Well, what's, what's Liverpool's reason for not spending money? Because these are doing it and these are doing it. You know, we've, we've won so much. We're one of the biggest clubs in the world. You know, when, when they charge £70 for a football shirt, you know, I know a lot of will go to other things. It's not a, a direct thing, but, you know, I, I understand the frustration, but I also, like, there's plenty of evidence on the other side to say, like, everything's fine. Trent was a classic example. You know, Paul Gorse mentioned briefly in a, in a thing that he did a couple of months ago that Trent was in line to get a new contract. All the talk was Henderson, Mane, Mo. Allison over the past three or four weeks, and then it's like Trent, it's done. Don't worry, don't, you know, don't worry about it. The video was done, his interview was all done, new contract done. So that gives me confidence that things are being done behind the scenes. I also think I'm being a bit, I don't know if I'm being naive, but my perception of what's going on at the minute is Liverpool have too many foreign players in their squad. So if you want to buy another foreign player, you have to get rid of two, which mm. some people either are just ignoring or completely missed, or you know they want to do, do, do things another way. So I understand why Liverpool don't go. Well, there's 40 or 50 million pounds for Sarnaguez. Oh, by the way, we've got Divock Regier who we can't shift, but we're going to have to pay him a 60 grand mm-hmm. a week because because no one will buy him. So, from yeah. a fan sense, from a fan's perspective, that doesn't make sense. From a business person's, it does make sense because you want to sell those assets before you bring a new one in, or Shakir, who's obviously been linked. So, you know, and it's important to remember there's, there's another month basically of the transfer window left. Like, where's the rush? You know, it's it's, yeah. it's not a race. It's not like we don't have enough players to play. 
the first month of the season. But also to counter that with my own argument in that sense is there's worry from last season, which we were talking about before. Well, what happens if Van Dyke's not 100%? What happens if Joe Gomez gets a, a knock yeah. set back three or four months and then we start pulling midfielders out of midfield again and putting them in the defence? The 51 games that Genie Van Alden's played, which I don't think it is, is as bad as I first thought it was. You know, mm. just, people got right to be concerned. And, it, and more, more importantly, we all want the same thing. So mm. I do, what I don't understand is people arguing. You know, if, he, if someone wants Liverpool to go and spend £60 million today, sound, but that's fine with me. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. If someone's on the perspective of just wait to the end of the season, sound, you know, we all want Liverpool to be successful. That's it. That's it. And Mick, Ross has summed it up perfectly, hasn't it? We, we, everybody wants the same thing. And again, there's no point worrying about stuff that hasn't happened yet. You know, worry about it, whether it does happen or it doesn't. In terms of what I mean by that is when the transfer window's closed, then I think the whole debate and whether we strengthen can... can Really, really uh, get going then, can't it? Because you don't want to be talking about stuff now. Look like an absolute breast now, and then all of a sudden we've ended up. We'll, we'll splash out, you know, another seventy million before the end of the, the transfer window, and then all of a sudden, you know, y- your arguments collapsed on itself. So, what about you, mate? Where do you stand with it? Just stop talking about it and wait. Yeah, I think I think we're all thoroughly in the in that camp. That let's just wait to see what happens. <laughs> I think I understand, like Ross, I understand people's frustration because they want the squad to be refreshed and Canate the deal for Canate getting done so early. I don't know why people are just like sweeping that aside like it was nothing. That was a major, major yeah. for us, and it was one that we needed to do and one that benefits us for God knows how long. And in terms of longevity at centre half, he can he can play there for as as long as he wants under Klopp and whatever. So. Um, that one was good to get early, but yeah, I understand people's frustration about us not getting someone else in because obviously Genie's left, um, Harvey Elliott's come back off loan, and then you're kind of like, well, where's the where's the refreshing in that area? So I understand what what people are meaning in that regard. So yeah, hopefully it will happen. I mean, like like Ross said, if if we get rid of maybe a Shaq or an Origi or someone like that, if someone wants them and then, and we can get someone else in, because I imagine it's going to be a case of once they once they leave leave the door and it, it's going to be left open straight away if someone's going to come straight in and, and replace them so i think i think people just want one it's it's that shiny new toy thing isn't it where people are thinking oh the front the front three of bobby and salad and uh mane has been there for ages is it going, when's it going to get broken up is it going to happen this year is it going to happen that this year so it's yeah just got to wait and see what happens but all those players have had nice long rest now uh, bobby's back in training now came back on sunday i think so he's got a couple of weeks to get himself up to speed so like ross said there's, there's enough players there to, to keep us ticking over we just need to wait for the yeah it's i yeah you could you could talk about it all day because you, you just want those players to come in but then you can't does that does that quote to the foreign players that you can't overstep that at the moment so yeah, it's it's just one of them. You could you could talk to your blue in the face about it. To be honest, I think we'll also get more out of Jota this season. You know, yeah. I've banged on about it quite a lot, but obviously he played that game goes out goes out for three months it was a huge loss to, to what yeah. what we did, and you know we can quite easily get, hang on again. And the other thing is, to, to mix point before about having creativity in midfield, we've got creativity in midfield. It's talks like Chamberlain and Abicata, but the issue is on the evidence of you know the past couple of seasons that we've had them. Their injury record's terrible, so that's another massive gamble. So when we look at the, the you know, we look at look at the squad, and then you kind of go, like Mick said, you pick out players, and then when you think about the midfield of you know, Cater, Ox, Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, Curtis Jones, James Milner, Harvey Elliott, there's eight bodies there, which you know you think you should be. That should do you yeah, for for a Premier League season. But well, they're not Kate, new, Ross. I'm bored of those names now. I want somebody new. I'm bored of all those names. 
<laughs> but uh, but also, some people have a point in the sense of I don't I I don't I don't judge someone if they have concerns of you know if someone thinks Navi Kate is not going to be fit for the Norwich game or Ox or both of them. Yeah, exactly because it, because it wouldn't surprise wouldn't. you. So when they're going get someone else in, well, yeah, get someone else in because in the event that you know what happened last season happens in midfield, yeah, completely true. Get it. Yeah, and we end up pulling Bobby Firmino back in the back three, in the middle three. Nat Phillips, and... Nat Phillips, no, he's not around. Yeah. Yeah. centre half, move, move him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah true. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, that's a, this is a good thing that we look at now because Yash has just come in. Uh, Ross, we'll stick with you on this one. Uh, Bobby or Jota for the opening game? What are you doing? Um, I think I'd be tempted to put Jota in there, but only on the basis of he's been in pre-season training for uh, is it an extra what five days, six days, or maybe even over a week actually. You know, so he's a bit more up to speed and ready whereas I think Mick says Bobby and Fabinho uh, do they go back in on, on Sunday so you know maybe get a little bit more rest depends what happens with the Bologna game how they, how they play out there but to be mm. to be honest I'd be happy with either um, yes. you know if we go to that Norwich game and we, we start again going back to being back in the stadium and we, we you know some of my happiest memories are singing the Bobby song you know I absolutely love it you know, it's not a reason to start him in a game of football I'm very aware of that but you know <laughs> what excites me is being is, is being back, back back in there so um, you know, it was a case of both. And it's nice to have the options, first and foremost. You know, yeah, the conversation last Eve was like, it wasn't it wasn't who would you start? You know, the centre-back things, I've done it on, on socials. I'm sure you guys have done it as well. Like, or who would you start a centre-back against Norwich? We've got a choice of six players there, not like, who who can walk this week, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it was. So, you know, we should be happy with that. You know, it's not the standard Liverpool football club. I think we can, I think you don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can't go, we're settling for people being available or whatever. I think we'd just be happy mm. that we've got a gang of lads that have won us things that are going to be playing football again. Yeah, true. Uh, Mick, Bobby or Jatta? Are you going with, uh, with Jatta on that one? Um, yeah, well, I think the Brazilian lads have had three weeks off as well, haven't they? So they've still had a rest. They've still come back in. They've came back in on the first. They've got 13 days training. So it wouldn't surprise me if it, if it was the usual front three, to be honest. Obviously, Jota has, has had a, a bit longer in training, so he, he might be sharper a bit earlier. But, yeah, I mean, we were getting to the, the to the point last season where we were like, should we play all four of them? Because Jota was doing that well, but we wanted to kind of... Bobby was in and out of form, I suppose. He was scoring some goals, but he, he his form was a bit up and down because I think he's another one, like Ross said, he needs the fans in the stadium to... He's got that showman in, in him, hasn't he? That he wants to to show that ability, and you saw that with the game, the goal against Spurs in the last minute. He ran down to the cop end and celebrated. So he he always wants to yeah to have that bit of um, magician about him. So yeah, I mean, even if it's away to Norwich, so I, I imagine Klopp might go a bit, just play it safe and go the usual front three. But then if he goes the front four, then box if we want to we want to set a market and, and get get this Premier League season rolling the best possible way. Then and he goes for it with all four, then fucking. That'll do me as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, mate, I think I think it's definitely going to be uh, the, the the tried and tested front three. I think in in terms of like trying to give, you know, the the confidence that they've th- th- some of them lost last season. Um, you know, looking at Bobby in in, in that bracket there, he, he did lose a lot a bit of his confidence last season. And I think what what Ross said earlier about getting him back up to his best. I think stick to the front three. You know, you said earlier, boys, about how much they've played together. And people wait for it to, to break up. Well, why break up a good thing if it still works? And yeah, last season was an anomaly. Um, let's just see it again. And if, they've, they've, if we end up beating Norwich 4-0 and they get a goal each, then that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? So uh, yeah, looking forward to it, to be honest. And I just think that in terms of hopes for the season, obviously we all hope that obviously we, we pick up uh, 
a few trophies. Fuck it, win them all. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. Let's just win them all. Um, Ross, are you looking at this season and the way you looked at 19-20 in terms of... We knew damn well we, we could challenge for the title based off on the season beforehand. Do you feel like it's sort of like... Because of how shit last season was and there were so many domino effects, you're so much more excited for this because we're getting back to the Liverpool, the, the starting eleven that won the league in 1920, and we can really push on again and, and, and do a big challenge. Because let's face it, we were still in the title in December, weren't we? So we're top of the t- top of the table at Christmas. We really need to stop doing that, don't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. apart, from, apart from the one time we did, it did, did work. Um, yeah, I suppose, and, and and I'm also happy for those players as well. You know, I think Manny did an interview maybe a week or, or two weeks ago. I'm like he's buzzing to see Virgil Van Dijk back in training with him. It must be horrible. Like you know, again, I've repeated this on Redman, so apologies. But you know, you guys know if you go into work at any point, you know, in your office, oh, this person's not coming in today. This person's not in. This person's not in. Can you just do their job for them whilst, whilst doing your own? Oh, this person's not in. Oh, by the way, this this lad's just lost his mum. By the way, so he's not going to be in a, he's not going to be in a great mood. Oh, this person just just lost his lost his dad. Do you know what I mean? You know, when all the, all the things that are around you that help you do your job don't don't work. I'm so happy for those lads to get to play it. And even in pre-season, it's the smallest of things. But we're against Hertha, we had, um, I think, was it Milner, Elliot and Cater in the middle? Well, we pushed the full-backs up and James Milner dropped and kind of split the centre-backs and Milner went in the middle. Now, that's not obviously James Milner's game because he's not a DM. But Liverpool to play like that, we haven't seen for... Eight months at least, mm. because we've not we've not had the facilities to, to play our way. You know, the fullbacks can bomb up the wings. Cater and, and Elliot were able to commit forward because they had the, the people behind them to kind of block everything out. Liverpool are going to be able to play the Liverpool want to play. And we were talking about bodies before and having fit centre backs. We couldn't play like that because Reese Williams and Nat Phillips weren't trained to do that. It's not their, it's not their type of defending. You know, they don't have don't have the pace, the experience to kind of kind of do that. Whereas you know, we're going to see from if Gomez and Van Dijk play the first game, but. Matic, I think, is one of the best centre backs in the league when he, when he's fit and, he, and when he's on form. You know, Canate, we've seen him briefly. He's only twenty two, but he's shown glimpses to me that he can play a high line. And you know, he's not he's not panicking and, he, and he's aggressive. So I'm happy for you know all those all those lads that you know can go back into work and, and fulfil their jobs. And the same for the front three. You know, we had Curtis Jones, James Milner, and Genie behind them, who aren't like Mick said, aren't the most creative midfielders behind them. They're going to get supply from Thiago, one of the world's best midfielders. To, to give them the ball to be able to, to do their job. So it's all hopefully going to click into place. And uh, I think is it James from the Red Sea podcast, he's he's tagged it as the, the revenge tour of, of, you know, just going back and going with our title and I'm, and I'm bang up for a bit of that. Yeah, well, you, now that you've name-dropped him, mate, he's going to be uh, on cloud nine now. Oh, it's okay. Uh, um, who would be your uh, starting centre-halves then, Ross? Um, Matip and Canarte. Yeah, you said that, didn't you, Mick? Yeah, makes sense. I only, oh, yeah, I, I like me, 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 my heart goes Gomez and Van Dijk, but I think it'd be stupid. In fact, we're in a position where we've got other centre backs. We don't need to risk them. So, you know, why, why bother? It's a nice feeling. It is a nice feeling because, like you said, mate, Matip is when he does play, he is, he is very, very reliable and you know a great footballer. So, yeah, I'd be well happy to see Matip and Canate start start that game. But obviously, if it's the other two, then Oh, that'd be even better because of how quick the the coming back from from injury and and uh, yeah, I'm just really excited, Mick. We just said to Ross, uh, obviously before you're in and out of the pod at the beginning, was like it's eleven days now uh, before the season kicks off. Just like 
sum up your excitement, nervousness, or just like, oh, just can't wait to see them kick a ball competitively again. Yeah, I think it's all those things. I think it's, yeah, like like Ross just referenced there, that Marnie interview was like, it was like a fan interview because he was like, like seeing Van Dyke coming back, that, that in itself, not even having him on the field, just knowing that he's now available, it's like it's like a comfort blanket, isn't it? Because he's got that presence. He's got he is literally the main fella back there. He, he, he organises. He's got a voice. He's he's got all the he ticks all the boxes in terms of what we want to do. And I think like also like Ross said, like we, we can now play that way that we usually do, where we've got that high line and we can press higher up because we had to completely abandon all that. Like we finished third last year, and it's mental how we did that because we had to completely rebuild the way we play like the midfielders were doing a, a different job the defenders obviously were completely different so they were just defending as they normally defend because they they, they, they can't play high line because we would have just got absolutely obliterated every game with, with, with the pace because we were severely lacking in that so there's a lot of yeah I'm, I'm really excited for, for this year because it's it's we've got a lot of a lot of the fellas coming back in and I think it's just going to be Obviously, need a lot of patience with Van Dyke and Gomez. I think if everyone's fit, in my opinion, they're still our, front, our starting two. If, if, even if everyone's fit, fully fit, I think Canate obviously could come into that bracket and Matip's obviously one of the best on, on his day. But if those two start, Canate and Matip, and that's our second choice, then that what a second yeah. that is. That is just... And I think that just proves like bringing Canate in nice and early, giving him all, this, all these weeks to kind of... Fine tune who he plays with. Get used to Matip. Get used to Gomez and Van Dijk. See how their their little quirks playing centre half. Get used to Ali now, who's back from Sunday, so he's been back for two days. We've got thirteen days to kind of tailor that and get the get their little quirks in order and and see how each other play. And that's going to stand as in good stead for for Norwich. So yeah, can't it, wait. Can't it is wait. indeed. Well, boys, I'm going to put you on the spot just before we finish. Um, so three games. Uh, in August in the league uh, obviously Norwich away and then two home games against Burnley and Chelsea respectively uh, I, I want to know how many points you think we'll get and what you'd be happy to take so who would like to go first on that one I'll go first go on then nine and nine yes <laughs> nine and nine is the answer yeah power I of think, positivity I think for all the reasons that we've, we've, we've kind of said I think you know obviously we, we tend to play promoted teams for the first game of the season but it's happened for the past three or four seasons I think um, but uh, yeah I'd love to piss and deal his porridge um, and just, <laughs> just ruin ruin that day for her um, Burnley I've, I've said on the podcast I did this morning I can't stand Burnley um, you know I'd just love to you know especially a low block side just try and put that to bed early in the season like I know it's it's only one sample but just go out and absolutely destroy them the Chelsea game I think will be the most difficult one um, even out of our first five games I think that's the most most difficult one that we've got I quite like the way that they play. I think two shots kind of turn them around. Some of it will depend on if they buy anyone before then. I know they've had a couple of bids for Lukaku rejected. Um, you know, if he comes in, I think it's a slightly different story. But again, it's at home. You know, yeah. the second home game of the season, and it's a game that, that's that huge. This is the moment we were talking about last season where the fans come into play and the fans can make a difference because, you know, we've got a, got a good history with, with, with Chelsea and, you know, the, the, the fans playing, playing their role. Um, I'll be absolutely buzzing for that game. True. Good point, mate. Uh, Mick, go on. What was, are you agreeing? Or are you going to be a bit more... Well, I think, I think Chris just said there, like, he would love nine, but would happy, happily take seven. I think I'm I think I'm on board with that. I think Norwich, um, yeah. I mean, if we want to start the season the right way, we want, like I said, we want to start the best possible way. We need to start, like, a house on fire. And I think 
it's yeah, it's going to be. I'm just really excited to see how that first game goes, and if we absolutely batter them, put everyone everyone in a good mood, shuts shuts all the Norwich fans up, and it kind of because yeah. I think I don't I don't know what rival fans are expecting from Liverpool this year. I don't know if they're thinking, oh, they've got Van Dijk and Gomez back and Matip, but they're, they're going to be back to the best, or do you thinking Van Dijk's finished? Like I think a lot of rival fans do, like that little slip in the head of the Berlin game, they were absolutely fucking wet in the pants, going, oh, Van Dijk's done, he's he's a goner and whatever, so. I'm hoping we start that that game the best possible way, and then yeah, Burnley at home and Chelsea at home. Uh, yeah, we're more than capable if we start that Norwich game in the best possible way. Like I can't wait. To, I don't know. It only drives me to want to go and watch those games even more because two home games in a row followed by Leeds as well away. So yeah, it doesn't get any easier. That's going to be a difficult one as well. So yeah, yeah. I'm just, all I'm looking forward to is if we beat beat Burnley, then Ross is going to post the um the in between. <laughs> yeah, Red Man. it's ready. It's but, uh, saved. Every time yeah. it happens, yeah, if any, if anything just fitted perfectly, that certainly does, doesn't it? Uh, boys, we'll, we'll leave it there. Appreciate, appreciate uh, Ross, you being on the show with us today, mate. Uh, I'm not, exactly. I don't even know, I don't even know how many hat trick balls you, you deserve now. Um, but we'll, we'll, we've already given you one, so you might we'll, we'll give you another one. Hat trick ball, that is by the way. Um, Mick, what have you got coming up on the show? Um, I have got Famous Fans episode four. That should be, I think, I don't know how long it's going to be. Maybe another three weeks or four weeks till I do that interview. And then by the time it's edited, maybe five weeks. So, yeah, not too long. And then I've, I've just worked on episode five as well and maybe six. So I'm, I've got a few in the, in the pipeline that I'm just trying to get over the line. So, yeah, looking forward to doing them. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, Go on, sorry. You, you said five weeks uh, until episode four comes out for editing. Just make it six, mate. Yeah, give me a little bit more time. I'm joking. I'm only joking. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Um, no. Have you have you talked about yours, Joe? Yeah, I don't know. With my iPad being a little bastard, I don't know if I saw. No, no, I didn't mention it. Obviously, everyone's uh, a lot of people have seen that episode two was announced uh, for Copyright Origins. It is uh, obviously the one and only God Himself uh, is uh, the subject of episode two of uh, the Copite Origins. Thank you to everybody who watched the Patrick Berger one. Big shout out to Chris Kelly for, for pushing it to get it over that thousand mark because he really wanted to know who episode two was. So yeah, Robbie Fowler will be episode two. Sort of changing up a little bit. Um, for We're doing it in sort of a generational thing. Is uh, There's a lot of people out there that weren't old enough to see to see God play. So we're sort of telling that story uh, for you guys there and then we'll switch it up again for episode three. We already know who episode three is going to be as well. So looking forward to doing that. And then obviously, again, I keep banging on about uh, the story of a crew. I know I bang on about a crew quite a bit anyway, uh, but this uh, project has, has gone from being something small to something quite big in terms of the, the people that we've, we managed to speak to. And uh, the story is really cool. It's quite interesting, especially if you're into your kits and stuff like that and the heritage of, uh, of the city as well. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to sharing that with everybody as well. So um uh, Robbie File, the Copper Origin should be out within the next two weeks, and then uh, a crew will still is still coming soon. So, but looking forward to it, and we appreciate uh, all the support there as well. Uh, Ross, what's happening on the Red Men? Nothing. Cool. Thanks for that. Pal. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Um, nice yeah, just our usual content at the minute. Paul and Chris are both away on holiday, so I saved me and Tom holding the fort. Tom's gone home because he feels sick, so he's supposed to be just making sure that the building doesn't catch fire. Um, but obviously we're going to have back with all our pre-season we're doing watch songs for all the pre-season games so it'll be me and Paul on Thursday um, we'll do the ones for Sunday and Monday as well depending on how many bodies we've got available to us and then, but then we're back into the season so our pre-match and post-match content is there um, all the documentaries we mentioned before are on the website and then 
we're going to see if we can get a couple more surprises before the season starts. Superb, mate, superb. Well, again, Ross, thank you very much for being on the show again. It's great to have you back on after so long of not being on it, mate, so we really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll all see you next time. 11 days, fucking hell, it's around the corner. Podcast Network.